Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I always say that wherever you end your current relationship is where you'll begin the next one. So if it's time to end your relationship, you want to do it in the healthiest way possible. Today, I'm sharing my seven tips for ending a relationship the right way so you can walk away better, not bitter. So stay tuned. Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Well, hi there. So nice to see you. How have you been? How is your day going? Take, let's take a moment. Let's take just a second before we, we'll jump in in a second, you impatient ones out there. Let's just take a moment and breathe in the day. Here you are walking the dog or putting away laundry or, or you know, not working uh, at your job. And uh, we're just spending some time together. So uh, for me, it's wonderful and nice. And I just want to say welcome and hello and get yourself settled and, you know, centered a little bit. If you're watching me on YouTube, you're seeing this really fabulous blue shirt I'm wearing. Um, so I'm really feeling myself right now. I'm usually in the New York uniform, you know, black, white, and gray. <laughs> so occasionally I throw color in. It's very exciting. Um, and if you're not watching on YouTube, that's okay. If you are watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe and, and leave a comment or say you like it or something. That would be nice. And if anywhere else, you know, do your usual. Leave a review, please. You know, I wouldn't have to keep asking if everyone did it because I'd have like millions of reviews and I don't. So come on now. Help, your, help a girl out. Just, just help me out. I'm, I'm, I'm torturing you because you're torturing me. No, that's not why I do it. Uh, so this, you know, question has come in quite a few times from different people. And so I really want to say first that if you're listening, um, it's likely because you want to end a relationship the right way. And that's painful. So I just want to say that first and that I'm... I'm kind of sorry you're here for that reason, if that's a nice way to say that. Um, I just, I don't want you to feel like I'm cavalier about it or, you know, like, oh, well, here's another one. You know, you're in pain or some kind of pain or really want to do this well. And, you know, I love you and I'm here. And let's see if we can get through this together in a way that you 
feel empowered and like you're doing all the healthiest, best, right things. And I guess I should say that first, you know, there's no one right way to break up or divorce someone. There's just not. However, there are some things you can do to make the ending as healthy as possible. And again, today I'm going to be talking about ending a romantic relationship, but absolutely so much of this would apply if you were needing to end a relationship with a friend or, you know, someone who's been in your life that is not so great for you anymore. Uh, yeah, there you go. So I just, I do want to say that, but I am for the sake of ease today, just going to be talking about kind of the idea of a long-term relationship romantically of some kind or even a short-term romantic relationship. There are things you can do, you know, really to ensure you've got the best chance possible for feeling um, calm and, and, and assured as you leave. And that's what I want to give you today. So before we get, okay, before we get too far in, I want to be clear about what this conversation is not. It is not the talk where you're threatening to break up if they don't change X or Y, right? This isn't a negotiation where you're trying to come up with a new plan for staying together in some way. Uh, I, I'm going to be sharing with you my top tips, tips for ending a relationship in the healthiest way possible once you've already decided that you're definitely going. It, that's really important piece here. I think that a lot of times people go into a breakup conversation with the hopes that something will happen that will make them not break up. That is not for today. I am not, you have to already be sure. If you're on the fence in some way, then I want you to stop listening. I know that's how much I love you. I want you to stop listening right now. And instead, you're going to go and you're going to listen to episode 143 called Is Your Relationship Worth Saving? And episode 197, which I just did at the end of last season, which is, are you staying in your relationship for the wrong reasons? That Those two will give you the answer about whether or not you should be listening right now. But do not, I repeat, do not ever use a breakup conversation as a threat to stay together. Anytime you threat, threaten someone, it's a threat. I'm calling you out. It's a threat. Anytime you threaten someone, it's not love. It's, not for, it's from fear. It's not from a love-based feeling. So you can't base a love relationship on fear. End of, end of story. That's the same with ultimatums. I don't believe in them. You know, uh, you, you know, if we don't get married, I'm leaving. You should just leave. I, I say this in other podcasts and I other episodes and I stand behind it a thousand percent. You if you have to threaten someone to get them on to go, then they're not ready. And it's not the way to go as far as I'm concerned. So you might have a different experience. You might be like, oh, I threatened my man 10 years ago and we're still together. God bless you. Go for it. I speak to tens of thousands of people that doesn't work for, and I sit in couples therapy with them because somebody felt railroaded. And so, and or they did come in and the person is there, but the person who gave me the ultimatum never feels fully loved or secure in the relationship. And if you are listening right now, that might be you anyway. So you might realize that that ultimatum was not such a great idea. So, but that's, that's talk for another day. If you would like a episode on something related to that, why don't you shoot me an email at abby at abbymedcalf.com, or you can do it on the website um, and under the let's connect a little button. And I think it's at the end of practically every blog post I put up on the website is, you know, if you want to ask a question on Ask Dr. Abby, throw it in. And as you can see, a lot of times I, because so many people write in with the same kind of question that I don't even use the actual question. I just use the topic um, to cover. So anyway, okay. So have I said that clearly? I want to be really upfront with you. Again, I love you. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you sitting here and being in some funky place. I want if you're clear then then not then here you go. We're we're where you're supposed to be. So let me just say first like what defines a healthy end to a relationship. And the goal in ending any relationship as far as I'm concerned is to do your best to walk away knowing that you well that you did your <laughs> that you did your best. <laughs> this means that you really, you know, what do I always say you find the love even if you're ending because I don't know this person cheated on you or, or was mean to you, there were still some good reasons you stayed for however long you did. 
Maybe the sex was sex was great. Maybe you had fun together. I don't know. Maybe you maybe you finally started therapy because you were so unhappy and learned a ton about yourself. Guess what? That relationship was was great then. No, not great, but you know what I mean. Had had positive aspects. No matter what, you want to end the relationship, as I said earlier, better, not bitter. You want to walk away with fond memories intact while being real about what worked and what didn't. And while, you know, so you don't want to romanticize your ex, but you don't want to vilify them either. And I had someone recently say to me that they hated the word even X because it does X, X'd out, right? <laughs> um, it does sound kind of icky. If someone has a better term for that, that's not, doesn't sound so negative. I'd love to hear it. Again, shoot me an email. Abby at abbymedcalf.com. How much easier could it be? I would love to hear. Anyway. All right. So with that in mind, let's get to it. Here are my top seven tips for ending a relationship the healthiest way possible. So tip number one, and I've said this in other episodes in different ways, but it's so important. You have to think about their momentum, right? So right now, if you're listening, you've been thinking about breaking up for a while. Maybe you've even tried and failed before to do it. So you've built up a certain momentum about your relationship and wanting it to end for real, okay? You've built up a certain pace about that. Your partner, though, they're not where you are or they would have already broken things off with you. So this means that your partner is at a different momentum. They're at a different pace than you're at right now. I want you to think of it kind of like, I don't know, you're driving your car at 100 miles an hour, but they're driving their car at 30 miles an hour. And when you drive into this conversation going 100 miles an hour, you're going to crash into them. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. And that's going to look like upset emotions. That's going to look like a lot of hurt. It's going to look like anger, shock. It's going to look like feeling blindsided by you. Do you see where I'm going here? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm yelling, aren't I? Sorry. I got so excited. Okay. So you've got to slow down a bit. And this is true for kind of any conversation you go in often. Uh, I, you know, my son, Max, <laughs> who I've talked about before, we, we, he did graduate high school. The miracle happened. But there were some really iffy moments in there. And so Jewish mother me would be up all night worrying about it and thinking about it and perseverating about it and all the things and talking to my friends and talking to my therapist, right? I'm doing all the things that I'm so worried about his future and then I would come at him going 100 miles an hour with all that worry, right? Or all that feeling or all that, you know, just all that thinking. And he, of course, he's got no worries about his future. He is the prince. He's moseying along, <laughs> doing whatever he wants kind of thing. And so when I come at him at that 100 miles an hour and he's at like 10 miles an hour, again, big crashes is what that is. So you want to slow down a bit. You, you need to acknowledge that they're not where you are. And I don't care how many times you've threatened that they need to change, or you're gonna leave them. I don't care how many times you've had this conversation so they should know. And I'm talking metaphorically, of course, so I don't want you to think, okay, I don't want you to think that the slowdown means you have to stretch out the breakup process. That's not what I'm talking about. You probably already stretched it out too long is my guess. Instead, I just, again, I want you to slow down your thinking in the conversation. I want you to realize where they are and where you are and have compassion, have empathy, and above all, have some patience Uh huh. for where they are. It Just having that, it's like setting an intention. You know, I talk about that all the time, right? Setting intentions. It's like setting an intention. And so you're really bringing yourself to a certain space and time and, and energy about it. And that is what's going to be felt by the other person. That is what I, what's going to be felt by this person as you're having this conversation. And that's what I want. Okay. So that kind of just ease into the conversation is what I want. All right. Tip number two, and I feel like I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> bless me. Did you all say God bless you? Did you all do that? Gesundheit? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> La butte. Uh, whatever, whatever your language is. Okay. Salud. Um, thank you. I appreciate it wherever you are. I'd love to hear all the ways to say God bless you. 
God bless you and I love you. Those are really useful. And like, I can say I love you in so many different languages. <laughs> it's always very, maybe it's too useful. I don't know. Uh, okay. Okay. Itching my nose. Here we go. Tip number two. I know I don't edit this stuff out. I just don't. I don't want to edit out my sneeze. It's real. Here I am. We're doing our thing together. Okay. Tip number two, get yourself good first. That's tip number two. Our, you know, still ancient brains are hardwired for bonding and creating coalitions. They're, they're hardwired for relationships, for survival. So when you break up with someone, even if you're the one doing the leaving, there's a biological chain of events that happens which hijacks our brain and it makes it harder to be rational and make good decisions. Okay. So, and I always feel especially bad for the people doing the breaking up because sometimes you're seen as the one who, you know, is kind of mean or, you know, like, or like you're not hurt, like you're some sort of callous person. And that's not true at all in my experience. And so it's, it can be, and I want you to realize that all this is going on for you too. You know, I've talked about biological anthropologist, Helen Fisher, so many times on the podcast. She is my girl crush. She is my girl crush. If you're listening, Helen, you're my girl crush. And one, I think it's in her TED talk or in one of her talks, cause she's brilliant or one of her books. I've read everything she's written. Um, she says that love is like an addiction. She's found in her research that people initially react to rejection and breakups like a drug addict going through withdrawal. I know. I, I talked about all the nitty gritty of this and all the brain chemistry on, uh, uh, on how that works on an episode I did called How to Move On After a Divorce or Breakup, which might be very good to listen to after you're <laughs> done with this. Um, and I'll link to that in the show notes, but, uh, and in the blog post, but, or you can just, um, search for those terms on the website. So, and I'm going to blow my nose. I'm sorry. I'm doing it. I'm just doing it right here on camera because I keep itching my nose and that's not working for me. Okay, here we go. See, if you're watching me on YouTube, you can, you can see all this wonderful, <laughs> you can see all this excitingness. Okay. Oh, and now I'm looking at myself to make sure there's nothing hanging out of my nose. Okay. There's not. All right. I'm good. Nothing to see here. Move along. Okay. But let me get back and I'm sorry. And this is serious. You know, I'm telling you this. See, I want you to understand this chemistry stuff because I need you to understand that both of you, now, especially the other person, but both of you are going to have some brain hijacking going on, which will make things, it just makes things more difficult. And so you have to know that. And to help override all this biology you want to prepare well for this conversation. And that means, like I said, getting yourself into a good feeling state. This is a great time to make sure you've meditated and calmed your nervous system that morning, that you've taken some long, slow breaths and stopped a moment to check in with yourself and how you're doing before you meet, before that you've set an intention, before you want to focus on being mindful throughout the conversation you want to notice any anxiety you're having, any impatience, any upset. Again, if you get yourself centered and aligned first and then continue to check in with yourself throughout the conversation, it's going to completely, radically change how well the conversation goes, okay? Radically. I, I, I can't say it enough. So you really want to get into a good feeling state. If you are super... Now, we're all a little anxious having these conversations, obviously, there's always going to be some upset, dread, whatever. But if that's the overriding feeling coming in and you, you know, you have that, that yucky look on your face, that's not helping. And it's not helping you. It's not helping them. Okay. So I really need you to, to think well and spend some real time that morning before the conversation or that afternoon before the conversation, getting yourself kind of centered in okay. Maybe go for a run if you like that kind of thing. Maybe, you know, again, whatever it is. I did a whole episode 198 was the secret to having difficult conversations. So make sure to check that out also in addition to all of this, you know, just kind of getting yourself prepped. Um, that'll be a big help. Tip number three is to speak your truth, but with a new language. Okay. So this is not the time to unload about all the reasons the other person sucks, okay? This is not the time to list all the things they did wrong. This is not the time to unleash, you know, all your anger, all your resentment, all your rage. 
that save that for your therapist. Okay. This is not it. This is the breakup conversation. This isn't the fuck you conversation. This is the breakup conversation. And you're trying to do it in the healthiest way possible. If you want to have a fuck you conversation, I, I don't teach that because I think that sucks. So, it, and trust me, it's, it's going to, you're going to drag wherever you end this relationship, you begin your next. So you're going to drag that into your future ones, whether you think you are or not, all that anger, all that distrust is going to come with you. So right? Check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know, bring it together here. Okay. So this is not the time for any of that crap. It's just not it. I'm sorry if you're so hurt. I get it. I, I do. I feel bad, but this isn't the place that you, all that hurt, all that stuff should have already been talked about. Number one. And my guess is you probably have uh, done that, told them things that upset you or hurt you or don't match or whatever. And again, it hasn't gotten you anywhere or you wouldn't be listening right now. And again, this isn't the conversation you're having to figure out if you're staying. This is the conversation where you're really leaving. So you got to leave well and healthy. So this is the time to be clear and confident about why you're breaking things off. And, and that's a good exercise for you to have anyway. You're not breaking things off because your partner cheated or because they don't like to go try new things or because they're messy. You're breaking things off because, you know, you don't feel safe in the relationship anymore or because you no longer feel compatible in ways that are most important to you or because, right? You're, you're, I mean, it seems like it's, that's the reason they cheated or whatever, but it's really not. It's, it's about how it makes you feel, right? I want you to be clear about how you feel, but not blame anyone else, <clears throat> anyone for making you feel that way. And I'm doing air quotes if, you, if you're not watching me. Nobody makes you feel anyway. <clears throat> it's always 100% of the time your responsibility for how you feel in any of your relationships. I know, I know. I love you. I'm saying it. Because I, I know when you get this, you will be set free. That is why I'm sitting here with you right now. I love you. I love you. I love you. I want you to be free. You're not free when you're blaming the other person or feeling like a victim. You are chained to that person and you will be chained to them the rest of your life unless, you know, you, you listen to your bossy Jewish mother here. Some people have a partner cheat and they see it as a one-time thing and are able to trust again and others see it as something they can't get over and can never trust them again. Some people see it as something they just need to go to therapy about. There's a million ways. It doesn't matter. I don't care what they did. How you feel about it is, your, is a choice. Now, how you react about it might not be a choice in the moment, right? You're having a reaction. You're upset. You're hurt. You're whatever. Okay. You know, no problem. But what happens after that is you now deciding what it means. That's what's hurting you. What does that mean? That's the thing that hurts, the label that you gave it, what you decided it was, right? If, if I yelled, I hate you right now in another, a language you don't understand, it wouldn't mean anything to you, even though I'm saying it, right? It's what you interpret it, what you understand of what it is. And all of that is up for debate. All of that is, you know, a choice. I say with love, but it's a choice. Okay, so I really, I know, I'm driving this point home. Okay, uh, Roy Baumeister, who I talk about a lot, he's a really famous researcher and psychologist. <clears throat> I like this quote. He says, the message to get across when you're doing this is you're not what I'm looking for. I love it in some way. It, it, that, you know, when you say it that way, it doesn't imply that there's something wrong or deficient about the other person. Your, your, your soon-to-be ex-partner isn't wrong. And you're not right in this breakup. You're just being clear that this person isn't right for you, at least right now. That's all you're saying. That's what you're saying. That your preferences and their preferences do not align at this time. So I'm going to get really nitty gritty with you here. A, a great way to communicate your thoughts to the other person is to say that you're not compatible in whatever area you feel is the reason you're ending. I know. So, you, you know, instead of saying, oh, you suck in bed and I can't stand it and I haven't had an orgasm in 10 years, you just say, you know, we're not compatible sexually, 
we're not compatible. Uh, instead of saying, you know, um, you spend too much on things I think are ridiculous and I want to save for a house and you think it's okay to buy all these watches. <laughs> Men seem to like the watches, sorry. Uh, or whatever, you know, however that that is. And, and, you know, again, we get into the right and wrong. You know, you're a spender, so you're wrong and I'm a saver, so I'm right. It's not true. There's just preferences. So we're not compatible with money in our organizational style in our parenting style. We're not compatible in the way we like to relax. We're not compatible in the way we like to have fun. We're not compatible in how we like to communicate or argue or whatever. Do you see how different that is? It is just, we're not compatible. They're not wrong or, and they're not. They just don't align with you. And you could also say that actually, uh, that something doesn't align well anymore. Um, our, you know, our plans for how we'd like to spend our retirement aren't aligned. Our communication styles aren't well, aren't aligned well anymore. You know, people, they change and grow over the course of a relationship. So, you know, what you once wanted and what you might need or want now might have shifted and shifted dramatically. And it's fine to say that out loud, <laughs> right? It's fine. You can say, you know, hey, in the first few years of our relationship, I felt so aligned with you and our goals, but we've both grown and changed and I don't feel that anymore, right? That's a beautiful thing to say. I want both of us to be happy and not feel we need to give up or water down what we really want. And it's not aligned anymore. That's, I can't, I just came up with that. I'm going to, I'm going to try to write that down. <laughs> That's a good one right there, right? Do you see how different that language is though? So you're being honest. But your language is shifted some. And that, that's what I really want you to focus on, to have a healthy breakup. Tip number four. We're at tip number four. Listen, but don't defend. So I need you to understand this conversation is different than any other conversation you've ever had with this person. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Any other conversation? Any other time you've tried to communicate a need? Because before, when you've tried to communicate something, it was in the hope of making changes in the relationship. It was in the hope of communicating so that you got understood and the two of you could then X, Y, or Z, okay? You're not trying to do that now. In, in those conversations, I've taught you to listen like you're wrong. I've taught you to be relentlessly curious as you try to come up with new solutions to old problems. I've told you to ask open-ended questions. I've, you know, right? You know, you've been listening, I hope, to all the goodies I've been giving you about how to have great communication with your partner, right? Or whoever. This is a completely different type of conversation. So it requires a different mindset and different steps. You're... Because you're breaking up. You're, you're not trying to problem solve. You're tr still trying to communicate in a way, but at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're not going in there to prove something to them. You're not going in there to convince them of something. That's, that's gone. That's gone. You, that's not what you're doing. You're just now saying your truth as well as you can so it can get heard so as well as it can and understood as much as possible so that you can have hopefully less unrest and, and more ease as possible. That's all you're doing. Your partner is likely, you're about to be ex-partner, is likely going to fight what you're saying. Because what did I say earlier? If they wanted to break up, they'd have already done it. 
your your job is to listen and not defend, but I also don't want you listening for hours, right? So you do want to listen some to what they're saying and try to be there and be empathetic and and have some love for them, right? And that involves some listening and that's great. But we're not, again, here to hear from them all about the ways that you're a shit or that you screwed up or that they don't love you. I, no, I'm not here for it, you know? And you can stop the conversation if it starts to go that way. Like, this isn't the conversation I want to have with you. I'm telling you that I don't think we're compatible anymore. I, I, I don't want to, I'm not okay with you dumping on me. Like, that's not what this is. If you want to talk about, you know, good times we've had together and what you've learned from me and that you're going to miss me and I'm going to miss you. If you want to talk about that, I'm happy to. But not, not, this isn't, I'm not dumping on you and I'm not expecting it and you can't do it to me. It, you know, if you follow these tips that I've been giving, you're, you'll be able to keep the conversation more on track and walk away with a really clear ending to the relationship, which is always what you want. When the other person attacks what you've said or argues a point you've made, your job is not to bite the bait. You're listening, but you're not biting the bait. You're not, instead, you know, you got to stick to your feelings because those can't be wrong. <laughs> you might even find your act, you're about to be X says a lie, but stop yourself from challenging them or getting into a debate. This isn't the time. Again, do you want to be correct or effective? Be effective. I was recently working with, um, it's about three months ago. Okay. So that's kind of recent. Uh, with this woman who was breaking up with her long-term boyfriend because she felt like he um, kept taking out his anger at other things on her. She felt like whatever she said, he'd pick at it and tell her how wrong she was. And this was happening for months. Like he, you know, he was out of work. There was all these things going on and he would uh, berate her. She was like supporting them financially and all this stuff. And clearly his self-esteem was in the garbage and he would try to like bring her down all the time. And she'd brought up the issues multiple times and he always denied it. He always denied it. He's like, I don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, he just would lie. Or there was actually one or two times I worked with her for about a year. There was a couple times when he did actually acknowledge that he was doing that and he act, he would act better, right, for a few days, but then he would avert back to his old behavior and he would start picking at her again. So when she broke up with him, she told him that she felt lonely and unloved and he argued and started listing all the things he did that showed he loved her. But, right, he started doing it. And she just was, you know, your job in those moments isn't to argue back. It is not to defend. She just, she listened to some of it. You know, he didn't go on too long, so she listened. And that was it. She said, yeah, I know. And I don't feel loved. I know you've done all that. And I, and I still don't feel loved. And I'm still not getting the what I need. And he tried to go, well, what do you need? And she said, I'm not going to have this conversation anymore. I'm just telling you that at this point, I'm not getting what I need and I can't stay in the relationship. She just cut it off. You don't have to keep explaining. The person already knows on some level. I mean, what, what is she going to do? Go back to all the fights they've had? It, 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 it's, if he didn't get it then, he doesn't get it now. So <laughs> don't. She just, she did such a good job not getting drawn into a conversation, defending her stance or trying to prove to him that buying her flowers occasionally wasn't what she was looking for. She just, she just left it. She just listened and then said, yeah, and, and I know you do all those things and I still, I don't feel loved. And he ended up kind of attacking her a little like, well, then you're never going to find love, you know, because you're never going to have it as good as me or whatever he was saying. And, and that's when she just said, you know, this, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to leave. And that, and then he apologized and, you know, it, it's, he was doing his thing, but she just kept drawing the boundaries and kept being clear. And she just, for her, she said, you know, I just used it like a mantra in my head. I, I still don't feel loved. So it's time to go our separate ways. She just kind of kept coming back to that. And she had rehearsed that earlier because we talked about, well, what's the real reason you're leaving? And that's why it's important to figure that out. What's the real reason you're leaving? I don't feel loved. I don't feel supported. And, and no matter, so no matter what, she just kept sticking to how she felt instead of getting drawn into a debate. And eventually he ran out of steam. There, there was nothing else to fight eventually because she, she wasn't fighting. It takes two. So, and again, anytime he went over a line, she said, I'm about, I'm going to go. 
and he would apologize and kind of come back, but she was wrapping up that conversation. You Again, just remember, you're not opening up a conversation for debate. There are no facts you're trying to prove. You're not trying to prove anything. When you stick to your feelings, you'll stop arguing the facts where you both hold different viewpoints anyway, right? Because you've already had these conversations. Your feelings aren't wrong. Your feelings can't be wrong, but facts can be shredded. They can be dissected, right? <clears throat> facts can be, oi, but your feelings... You're going to tell me I don't feel this way? I do feel this way. And sometimes people will try that. You're not angry. <laughs> You're not really upset. And you'll just say the truth. Yeah, I am. And I don't appreciate you telling me how I feel. And so I'm going to need to leave if the conversation keeps going in this direction. I'm trying to end this well with you, you know, and you just sort of stick there. So no talking about where things fell apart. No talking about reliving events, you know, no reliving events and details. I, I, Again, I and I know this only from my history with people, working with people, I know you might want to get them to understand, but you couldn't do that the whole relationship or you wouldn't be here right now. I don't know what makes you think you're going to do it now that you're leaving. This is the last time they're going to listen. They, you're rejecting them. They're going to feel rejected and upset. So you're not going to get them there here at the end. It ain't going to happen. The, it's just not. So for you to really understand that, and I know that I've, you know, I always do research before the, I do these. Um, I always write up my thing. Here's what I always do for my blog or my, and my podcast episodes. I, I write up what I believe about something. I write up all my tips. I write up all my things. I go back through things I've already done and, done and said. I do all that. I think about things I've done with clients. I take notes. And then I put it all together. And then I go, look, what do other people say? What do other people say you should and shouldn't do? And a lot of the times <laughs> I don't agree <laughs> with what they say you should do, what's kind of popular parlance about it. And so one of the popular things is that you should be very clear with people about why you're leaving um, exactly. And uh, you should give them, you know, specific example. And I, I just, I'm going to actually get to that in a later tip. So give me a minute, but I don't agree with that. I, I think you're going to, again, get into a debate. The idea is that, you know, if you feel ghosted by someone, right? Like, let's say you're on the other side and you feel like someone ghosted you or broke up with you and didn't tell you why, or just sent you, you know, an email, like I'm done. And you're like, but why? I think you're in denial. You know why. You, you just somehow want to hear it. I don't know why you want to hear it, but you do. You, you, you know, if someone ghosted you after dating a few times, they're not that into you. You don't have to know what, you just aren't a good match. What are they going to tell you? You talked, let's say they say you talk too much. Guess what? Someone else will like all your talking. So it doesn't matter. It just wasn't a good match for them, for that person. Maybe they thought something about you that wasn't true. Oh, well. What do you want to do? Call them and convince them that it's not true and they should try again? Ick. I, I wouldn't even want to be with someone who would believe something untrue so easily about me. Right? I bye. That means you judge very quickly. If we've been on two dates and you heard some bullshit about me and you're believing the bullshit and you didn't even come ask me, then bye-bye. I, I have no use for you whatsoever. You bullet dodged. Great. Go go live a good life. Th this is what I'm talking about. We already know. So all these blogs and all these articles and all the stuff that says that you should, you know, tell them all the things, I think is crap. I think they already know all the things. So I don't understand why you're because all that's gonna happen is you're gonna get drawn into a debate about them and you're gonna end up fighting in an icky place. I, I don't see what the upside is. I really don't. So I just want to say that. Okay, tip five. <laughs> Ooh, did I rant? Oh, it's on my little soapbox. Isn't that cute when I do that? No, maybe you're annoyed. I don't know. Tip five. <clears throat> you got to get your logistics tight before the conversation. I want you to do this in person. Uh-huh. No emails, no texts, no calls. Unless, I'm going to say this, the only caveat, if you're worried for your physical safety, then obviously, you know, get out of there without being in a physical place with them. But you otherwise, you really need to do this in person. It is healthiest for both of you and what everyone deserves. Okay. It's what everyone deserves is something in person. And again, including you, even if you don't think they deserve it, you deserve it. You deserve not to 
you know, skirt around it or avoid confrontation or avoid your feelings or avoid having to say things. You deserve to actually get there face to face and say what you need to say. If you've had some kind of relationship with someone where you've never met, then obviously that's different. Um, I get, I'm trying to think like, I don't know. Could you, I guess that could happen. Okay. So then that's different to me, but otherwise in person, the other thing, which no one really talks about enough is this. So I want you to pick a public place to have the breakup conversation. Do not do this at your home if you live together or if you don't live together at your home or their home. Don't do it in anyone's home because it's very hard to have a beginning or end. It's very hard to walk out or to leave or to do whatever. You don't want to have an endless conversation and doing it in a public place ensures that. It's not going to be endless. People are also much more conscious when others are around in whatever way. You can do this in a restaurant, in a park. I mean, I wouldn't do it in a restaurant that's packed with people like, you know, three inches away from me. But there's plenty of places you could find that you could be outside or somewhere else or have it in, you know, in a museum, walking outside a museum or whatever, or going on a walk in a public park. I don't know, whatever. So, but I want you, but when people are around, it makes people be more present and mindful. It does because they're aware that they can't just, you know, lose their shit. So it's going to be helpful because if they can't just lose their shit, it's going to give them a moment to stop and think before they respond, which is good. You know, you want, that's what you're looking for. So, and here's the other big one that I, I don't think I've ever seen anywhere with all the little research I did. If you live together or are married, I want you to make a plan for what you're going to do after the conversation. Going home and sleeping in the same bed together is not the way to go. Even if you have an extra bedroom or a couch, I highly recommend, I highly, highly recommend that you find somewhere else to be right after this conversation, at least temporarily, even if it's for a day. Do not go home. Everybody needs a moment to go uh, into their spaces and have some breathing room, okay? So have some other option where you'll be staying, maybe a hotel for the night, a few days with a friend, or whatever else works. But you both need a little distance and time so you can each have your own thoughts without rehashing the conversation or having negative reactions when you're home together right away. You really want a little distance, a little moment to breathe. If you have kids, you know, already have it set up maybe that you and the kids are going to go somewhere or have the kids with with your parents or your in-laws or, you know, Think about it. Set it up well. You wouldn't want the kids around anyway if this was all going on, you know? So I really want you to think about that, okay? If if you live together in, in whatever way, do not go home that day. Find something else, at least temporarily. And I would say that it's important to try to physically get out of the space as quickly as possible. And you might even do that beforehand. I've had people, you know, who already had apartments rented or, you know, longer term plans already in place for when a breakup happens so that they didn't have to, you know, endure weeks and weeks and weeks or months and months of living with someone. I know that can be really hard if money is tight or if you own a home together and you have to sell it or something later and you don't want to sell it yet and there's kids. I get it. There's a lot of complications. But again, you got a friend somewhere that you can stay with or for, you know, a couple days and you could often afford just a hotel for a couple nights or something. So just think about it and really set yourself up for success. Both of you, it's the kind thing to do to give a little breathing room. Tip number six, we're almost there. Tip number six is to really end it. (laughs) Yeah. Under no circumstances, do you want to leave anything open-ended or up for interpretation? You might start feeling really bad when the other person starts crying or acting upset, but you got to keep your boundaries. Do not, I repeat, do not offer to quote unquote be friends. Don't do it. Or to just have a breakup and see what happens. You know, oh, we'll just separate for a while and then we'll see. No, do not give any false hope or lie in any way. Don't lie. If you're really breaking up, if you really just want to separate for a little while, that's not a breakup conversation. That's a separation conversation. And that's not, that's not what I'm teaching you today. You, again, got to get clear before 
about what you want to do. That's what you have to do first. So that's it. So if you're doing this thing where you're like, well, let's separate and I'll see how I feel. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not going to do it because you know, you might've already done it and you know, you separate for a little while and then you go back and everything's the same. And then you want to leave and you're like, oh, I went through all that trouble to get out of the house and now I'm back and it's harder to leave again. That happens over and over for people because there's this lie you are telling yourself, stop lying to yourself. So I really want you to be sure what it is. I'm not saying you can't be friends down the road. I am saying not right now. I am saying not right now. I'm actually very friendly with exes. I had exes and so did my husband. We had exes at our wedding. I'm really cool with ex people. Um, I have an ex-husband I'm very close to. I think is wonderful. I love his wife. You know, I love Gary's ex-wife. You know, I'm all cool with the exes, but it is not something you do right away. You take time. You, Because you have to readjust the relationship. You have to readjust. Even if you were friends before and then became lovers, and now you, you can't just go back to being friends because you, you can't unring the bell. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's out. So you have to give some time for adjustment. And it, it's the right thing to do. And the only reason you're not generally is because of your own hurt feelings, your own worries. Again, it's fear-based. It is not love-based. So the love is to give everyone a moment. And so, you know, I did episode 139 on loving detachment, how to lovingly detach. And so I want to remind, you know, that might be a good refresher to listen to. It is not, I think people think they're being nice when they're unclear. It's not kind to tell your partner something they want to hear because you're uncomfortable with their reaction. That's cruel. That's mean. It's not nice. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. So I told them we could be friends, even though we can't. No, you did not want to. You are hurting their feelings by saying that. You're, you're lying to them and you're being mean. What's, what you didn't want, let's get honest, is to be uncomfortable. That's what you didn't want. You didn't like their reaction. You thought you were doing all the right things and you didn't want this reaction. So now you're, you're telling them something that's not true. Not cool. Not cool. I'm calling you out on that. Not cool. It's not nice. It's not kind. It's mean. And you're not mean. I love you. No, you're not mean. But you got to get real on where the motivation is coming from. And it is selfishly, incredibly selfishly motivated. And that is not all right. That's not how we live anymore. No, you've been listening to me. So you know, that's not how you live anymore. You take responsibility, right? I know. I know. That's why we're, that's why we're here. That's why we're people. Okay. And I guess I want to say this then. You can't control other people's reactions. It doesn't matter how much time you spend doing this right. The other person is going to have their own reactions, okay? It's going to happen. And you know, you've done it before. You've done everything right. You've done all the right things. You listened to all the tips. And then it still went to, you know, went down the drain, right? It doesn't really go down the drain. It really, what happens is someone else has a reaction anyway. And that's because you can't control those. (laughs) And you're not supposed to. You're supposed to just stay in a loving, detached way. You're supposed to just make sure that you're being clear that you're being honest, and that you're being loving, lovingly detached, not just detached. It's not a fuck you. It's a loving detachment. Your job is to keep your boundaries and not change what you're saying or doing based on someone else's reactions. Yeah. Don't change your boundaries. Oh, well, they were so nice. So I did. So I said we could be friends or no, that's not what we're doing here. Your boundary was we're done for a while. This is how we're going to do it. Blah, blah, blah. And then they either got upset. Maybe they get really upset. And you're like, well, F you. We're never going to be friends. You know, no, that's not it. No, no, no. Or, oh, they were so nice. So now we're going to be friends. Nope, that's not it either. It doesn't matter how they react. You already know your boundary going in. You already know what the parameters are that you want to set up. And you just keep those no matter what they do or don't do. That's it. That's it. They could tell you they never want to see you again. And you say, okay. But in your head, you know that you're open to possibly being friends in the future. And we'll see what unfolds. That's all. So when you do that other stuff, it's your people pleasing jumping in. It's your guilt jumping in. It's your fear-based crap jumping in. And it's not going to help you. And it is certainly not going to help the other person. And while I'm on this subject, do not, under any circumstances, go back and have sex with this person. (laughs) Certainly not tonight. (laughs) You're like, oh, we broke up. Let's have a last quickie or whatever. No, 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 no. 
Have your last bit of sex with them before. Not now. This isn't the time. What what you're doing is you're just and and not in the future. Just just stop. Just stop. Just stop. When you keep these doors open like this, these are energetic doors. You're not only doing a disservice to your ex, but you're doing a major one to yourself. What we are energetic beings. I've talked about this so much. And when this other person is still in our energy field, it closes us off to new relationships, to new opportunities, to new growth. That's what happens. So if you've decided you're going to break up with this person, break up, be done with the relationship. If you, again, can recreate a friendship later, do that. But I really strongly, strongly encourage you to not allow sex back in. It is the thing that separates us from friends. I love when people say friends of benefit. It's like, it's more than friends of benefit. It, it, it's not just that. It's just that for one of the people. There's always another person who you, who wants more ultimately because you can't keep touching someone and being in close contact with them. You get oxytocin, which is a bonding hormone. You get vasopressin. You get all these great things. It creates bonding people. It, it does, whether you like it or not, whether you decided something else or not. Now, if you're deciding you don't ever want to be in a relationship again, I got no problem with you having sex with where, wherever and however you want. If you've decided that, like, I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to have friends. We're going to have sex with certain people. And that's what I'm doing. Uh, uh, have at it. Be my guest. I, I will roll out the red carpet for you. But if you are thinking, I want to get into a long-term relationship, I want to get with somebody and, and be there, then you have got to close these kind of energetic doors. You've got to do it, right? You, you got to do it. Okay. Tip number seven. And this is, I'm ending on this on purpose. I want you to remember the relationship well. You're likely going to remember this person for the rest of your life. Now, if you, you know, were together three months and you're breaking up and that's why you're listening to this, then no. But anybody else with any kind of length of time, you're going to remember the rest of your life. You are, you are, not every day, not all the time, but they're going to have some permanent little corner of your head where they reside in some way. So, you know, years from now, you're on a trip, you're visiting San Diego, and you'll be walking around going, oh my gosh, you know, and your ex, you know, me and Tim, we were down here on vacation. You're going to remember. Or uh, you've been talking about taking that trip to France for 20 years. You finally take it and you're, you know, walking, you know, to the Louvre and you remember, oh my gosh, my ex, you know, Jan and I used to always talk about, uh, coming to the Louvre together. You're just going to remember. It's just going to ha- it's going to hit you when you're least expecting it. It's going to maybe a smell or something or it's going to just pop up. It it's gonna. And you want those memories to pop up in an easy way with no heat, with no pull, no trigger for bad thoughts or feelings. That's what you want, right? That's what you want. Right? that's that idea that wherever you end your last relationship, you begin the next. You know, again, this means that you want to end as well as possible so you don't bring all this old crap into your next relationship or just anywhere into your future. You don't want it anywhere in your future. You want to break up with, you know, with integrity, with love, with respect, at least for yourself. At the very least for yourself, that's what you want. So think about this person, again, don't romanticize, don't go off on some cliff about how fabulous they were and they were the love of your life and your only soulmate and you, you've you lost them. I see you. I see you. Uh, that's not it. That's not it. You made a good decision when you broke up. It was the right one for you. You're here now and it's all, this is okay. You're on your path. And you don't have to hate this person. Again, let's be better, not bitter. Let's look at that relationship for whatever good things did come out of it, for whatever you gained. I don't care if you hate your ex-husband so much, like he cheated with 12 people and he was the worst and he doesn't pay child support and everything else. If you have those beautiful children, you got that it, and focus on them. Then that, then that was why you were there. And maybe you learned some things about how resilient you are. Maybe you learned some things about... um how to be a better parent because you couldn't rely on someone else. Maybe you learned about yourself and your deep reserves for love and openness and vulnerability. 
Maybe it pushed you to start listening to the podcast and now you've learned so much about so many other things and you've deepened your friendships and other relationships. I don't know, but I'm telling you, there's always something. And that's what I want you to get. That's what I want you to focus on. You can even tell the person in your last conversation, you know, I, I, the, I really appreciate it. I've learned so much from you. I've really appreciated our time together so much. It makes me sad that we're not compatible in so many ways anymore. But I want to leave remembering the best of you. I want to leave while I still have all these good feelings because it's, it's starting to go and I don't want it to. You know, that's a different conversation to have. And you can say that with this person. You, you're allowed. Just don't, again, get pulled too far in. Don't have then the other person start saying how wonderful it was. And then you fall into bed together and you're back together. You know, no, <laughs> that's not what we're doing. But it's a beautiful thing. It was a love relationship. So end it with love. Woo, that is it for today. I really want to encourage you to uh, come on over to the website and check out uh, the meditation, the free meditation starter kit. It's on the shop page uh, because I'd really like you to look at starting to learn to meditate, to help yourself through this kind of process and to help yourself in the future with staying in a mindful, calm, amazing place. I did a a whole episode on meditation. I There's a, a little course I have, how to meditate, how to learn to meditate for 15 minutes in just 15 days. You can get that, but you can just start with the free meditation starter kit. No, no obligation. I don't, you, if you know me by now, I don't do anything sleazy or weird, you know, check it out. But I really want you to start using this breakup as a launching pad for your next great start. And there's no better way to start than with getting very loving, compassionate, and clear with yourself. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you, thank you for being with me, for spending this time. I uh, oh, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate all the questions that came and asked me about this topic. And again, my heart is with you. Um, this is hard stuff. And hopefully you can feel that I'm here with you, helping you through it, that you're not alone. <sighs> I love you. I adore you. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcap.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.